angel said to them, do not be afraid. For see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth laying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that had taken place, which the Lord had made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child laying in a manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it was told to them. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. When I think about Christmas, I think of a multitude of things. But one of the things I think about is snow. And I know we don't have any snow right now, and some of you may really be thankful for that. But when I grew up in Vermont, I always looked forward to having snow at Christmas every year. And my family, we would open up our presents and we would play with the toys that we got. But then after a while, after we got bored with our brand new presents, after about 10 minutes, you know how it is. We, my brothers and I would grab a football and go out in the backyard and play tackle football. We knew we could play tackle football because there was lots of snow on the ground. I always look forward to snow at Christmas. Another thing I look for, forward to at Christmas is Santa. Santa always is on my mind at Christmas time. What is Santa going to bring me this year? Have I been good enough to receive a present? But then as I get older, I think of the magic that Santa represents at Christmas time, and I say, well, how can I continue this idea of Santa and Christmas and the magic of the season in my life? How can I share that and inspire that in other people? When I think about Christmas, I think about presents. What am I going to get this year? But not only that, I, I, I enjoy getting presents, but even more so, I enjoy giving presents. Whether it's a plate of Christmas cookies, a gift card, or, or just a phone call to a friend that I haven't talk to in a while. But giving someone a present, even in an un unexpected present, and looking at, at someone and seeing the, the joy and, and the thankfulness that are on their face, in their eyes when they receive that, is, it really fills me with the Christmas spirit. And then church. When I think about Christmas, I think about Christmas Eve, gathering together with my family and friends at church and experiencing all that happens during the service. Listening to the story of Jesus' birth from Scripture. Singing Christmas songs. Experiencing things that happen really only on Christmas Eve. 
These are just a few things that really are on my mind during the Christmas season. And I'm sure everyone here tonight, when you think about Christmas, there's a certain image, a certain feeling that you get, uh, the certain traditions that you and your family participate in every year, something that you look forward to. Those are treasured, treasured things. But when we read the Christmas story, the very first Christmas story, there were no traditions. There were no expectations. When you think about it, that faithful night when Jesus was born, no one had any idea of what was going on. Mary and Joseph are on their way to participate in the census. They were traveling 70 miles from Nazareth and Galilee to Bethlehem. Mary was nine months pregnant, and, and they were not ready or prepared for the trip. They weren't expecting to have the baby on the trip. The innkeeper was not ready. Because of the census, there was a, a demand for rooms, and he wasn't prepared for the influx of people staying at his inn, including Mary and Joseph. The shepherds were not ready. They were not prepared. They had no idea what was going on. It, was, it wasn't until the angels came to them and told them what was happening that they had any idea of what was happening to participate in the story. So are you ready for Christmas? Whether Mary, Joseph, the innkeeper, the shepherds, the angels, whether any of them were ready or not, Jesus came that very night. One way or another, Jesus was born a healthy little baby boy who probably cried all night, but he was comforted by the people around him. Looking at this bundle of joy that was born in a stable, in a manger, not even knowing what the future was going to bring and how Jesus was going to change the world forever. So what does Christmas look like for you? Maybe you came here tonight because someone made you come. Maybe you came here tonight because this is what you really want to do during your Christmas Eve with your family and friends. Maybe you're here searching for answers of what Christmas is all about. Maybe you came here to sing the Christmas carols, to listen to our choir. Maybe you don't know why you are here. But when you walk out of the church tonight, there will be an experience that could change your life forever. When you encounter the glorious things that happened that first Christmas night, the night when nobody knew what was going to happen, you will experience something. And when we read it from our first reading tonight, we read, for us, a child is born, a son is given, and they will call him Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This is what Jesus is for us. This is what we could expect when we come and celebrate Christmas together. The wonderful counselor. The one who 
enters into our lives. During those times when we may feel lost, when we need advice, Jesus is always there ready to give us advice, ready to comfort our needs. Jesus promises he will never leave us. When we are questioning what are we going to do next, what our purpose in this life is, Jesus will be there for us. Jesus helps us understand things that are beyond our understanding. Jesus knows things that only God knows. He understands God's purpose in our life. And we have that encounter with Jesus when we gather together for worship, when we engage Scripture. This fall, I participated with a number of of people here at Prince of Peace with a 180-day Bible reading challenge. And there's still some of us who are trucking along with that. But when I have encountered Scripture, I haven't done this in a number of years, but when I encounter Scripture that way, reading from cover to cover, front to back, every day spending time in the Word of God, there's an impact that it has on your life. You see how people have drastically changed when they encounter God firsthand, when they encounter Jesus. And we have a glimpse of that when we gather for worship or Sunday school or Bible study, uh, when we read you know, the Bible on our own, when we pray. But taking intentional time and growing in our faith like that is a life-changing experience. And what is clear to me is when God came down To the world, he came down in Jesus for us. Because that's how much God loves us. To send his one and only son into the world on our behalf. Jesus did not come with fanfare and an elegant birth. He did not come born in a royal palace. Receiving the best care that someone could receive at the time. Instead, Luke tells us that he came into the world meek and lowly. Jesus enters into the world in the way we least expect God to enter into the world. God saves the world by entering into the middle of it, right in the middle of all that we are doing. The good stuff, the not so good stuff. Jesus comes to us as one of us in the most precious form one could ever imagine. As a baby. God comes in the center of our lives. Not to fix everything. But to tell us that we are more precious. Than we could ever imagine. That we are more loved. Than we could ever think possible. That we are given grace upon grace upon grace. Because we are the beloved children of God. God came in the world to resurrect and redeem every one of us. And that's why our life will be a little different when we leave church tonight. Because after you leave here, in the back of your mind, no matter what is happening, you know that God is going to love you. You know that no matter what you do in your life, God is always going to be with you. That you have a place to come to experience God's presence through the worship you experience here, through the scripture that is read and preached about and the sacrament that is given to you, you will know that God is always with you. 
We need this sense of meaning and purpose. We need to know that there's more to life than meets the eye. We need to hold on to the hope that despite all appearances, we are loved by God. So God comes to us through the blood, sweat, and tears and labor pains of a young mother, through the cries of an infant who's just born, so that God can join us in our ups and downs and our hopes and fears and committed to giving us not just the same of everything else that we experience, but something more. Because in Christ, there are promises that are given to us that God will not stop until all have been embraced, to all have heard the good news that unto you this day is born a Savior, Christ the Lord, wonderful Counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Amen.